This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey Slops, happy Tuesday. It's Big Dipper here, and we have a special Tuesday episode for you because we have a guest with us. That's right, fashion designer Zero Waste Daniel joins us for a part of the show to discuss all the cool stuff that they did for Earth Day with some major drag queens. So I hope you enjoy that interview, plus some really juicy voicemails uh, towards the end of the episode. Also, this weekend, Mom News, we have a new show coming out, which is very exciting. So stay tuned to this here Sloppy Seconds feed because we're going to um, just drop. We're going to drop it here on the feed. It's going to be exclusive feed drop so you get to hear uh, the new stuff we're working on over at Mom. So enjoy the show. Meatball is in rare form and I'll let her do the cold open uh, next week by herself. You know, because she likes to have equal airtime. Okay, bye. Forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213536. Nine one eight zero. Our email is sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Hi, you sloppy, you stupid little fuck you, nasty little fuck you, dirty little fuck you, stupid little fuck. Talking to sloppy seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. I'm Meatball, and that's Big Dipper. And today, we're, it's a Tuesday. It is a Tuesday, and we're recording it Saturday at 11.01 a.m. <laughs> How are you feeling, Meatball? I feel Fabulous. I feel wonderful. I feel recovered. I feel light. I, we have a new drag race winner. Congratulations to Simone. Congratulations to Simone. That was really cool. And I actually stayed off the internet last night, watched it live. I have like an app that gives me like 10 channels from my internet service or whatever. Ooh. And so I watched it live with the commercials. And let me tell you this. They want you to get Paramount Plus over there at VH1. Oh, yeah. When they're like, hey, guess what? All Stars is going to be on Paramount Plus. Go go get it. But, just, but okay. But it's still going to be on VH1, right? Or is no, it- girl. It is not. Okay, but listen. We have a lot to get into. We have a very special Tuesday episode. And guess what? We have a special guest who's coming in the Zoom room right now. Dun. Oh, hello. 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 Hi. How are 
you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're great. doing great. Ladies and gentle thems, welcome to your ears, the amazing designer, Zero Waste, Daniel! Bow, 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 bow. Oh my God. Look at what you're wearing. I know. I've been obsessed with your TikTok and I've been seeing you make these flowers all over. And the ones that you made for um, Shea Coulee's water look for Earth Day were so beautiful. Thank you. Um, You know, I feel like even through a pandemic, if you can't just like get dressed up and feel really cute, then what's the point? Well, don't drag us. We're like yeah, in our we're gross both, like, like, in our shirts t-shirts. and shorts sweating. Oh, no. oh please. Uh, <laughs> you both turn it out on the regular. There we go. There we go. That's what it is. Okay, I so for life. people listening at <laughs> I thought you people, I thought you said I love life. No, I, no, I love lies. <laughs> so for people who are listening who are unfamiliar with the mission statement of what you do as a designer, why don't you let people know? So basically Zero Waste Daniel is about using everything and including everyone in that mission. So the idea is that there's tons of material out there and we focus on using factory scraps, designer leftovers, hard to recycle materials and making genderless pieces that anyone can enjoy. So they're not for everyone because not everyone's going to like anything, everything, (laughs) but um, anyone is welcome to buy them. We don't, we don't, market them by saying they're only for this group of people or only this size people or something like that so right and you just had a really big week because as meatball said um this past week uh was earth day and you did collaborations with some really awesome drag queens to make like custom looks for them and the picture of Shay was in vogue and oh, Crystal yeah. Method and Crystal was Methods dancing was by a so dumpster good. and Jinx was covered in vintage lace. I mean, it was, it was a really cool thing that you did this past week. Thank you. Um, basically I feel like, you know, the, whatever you do, whether you're a musician, drag queen, it doesn't matter. If you're a creative person, you have to like find that inspiration somewhere. And I found myself towards the last couple of months, just, asking like why am I doing this who am I doing this for what am I getting out of all of this and I feel like my mission of zero waste is like kind of on the map now and I I talk to a lot of students and I work with different schools and uh you know TikTok is like the thing right now and and I feel like after all of that I was sort of feeling a little exhausted like right you know how do I how do I just keep talking about scraps all the time and I was like who do I really want to be making stuff for and the, I mean, my favorite queens is the answer. And so I just reached out to them. And I was like, what are you doing for Earth Day? I feel like it's a total sleeper holiday. We can make some sick content. And I was really, um, my heart was very warmed by their reaction and willingness to collaborate. And you know, it was pretty cool. That's amazing. Um, I, I like, so if you look at your TikTok, okay, so Meatball, what I, is your, what is your impression? Cause you've done the deep dive of the TikTok and what stands out to you what about stands the out process? To me the most is, wait, where are you located? Currently in my basement in Brooklyn. <laughs> okay. So you're in New York. Okay. Cause I was wondering, cause you go and buy just like bags of fabric that are, are discarded from, like you said, designer fabrics, warehouses and stuff. What is that process like, just going in there being like, I want a bunch of this color today. Let me dig around. Yeah, I started doing this line when I was working in a co-working space. And so I was actually taking the trash from all of my neighbors. Uh... And I was like 
just sort of designing for what everyone else was throwing out. And um, I started with just the leftovers from everyone else's collections. So how do I take this person's weird, like organic cotton scraps and this person's bizarre vinyl stuff and like start mixing it together to turn it into something. And ultimately what I realized was that having really basic shapes, so like sweatshirts, joggers, and really basic colors like black, gray, like I could always find more of those things even though they would be different from one to the next. Uh, and so I, I feel like the hardest part about it is actually you know, I've, I've done it all. I've like literally dumpster dived. I've broken into factories. <laughs> I have like spoken to like small, like garment worker people who barely speak English who are like, what are you doing in here? Am I going to get in trouble? And I'm like, no, I just want your trash. Um, I've done all of those things all over New York. And what I have found is that the hardest thing about this is that people really want to offload their garbage on me. They're like, oh, I have trash. Maybe you want this. People send me boxes full of scraps. People oh. are like, I don't even know where I have my address listed. And I, so stuff is just showing up at the door. Like wow. I got shower curtains one day. I got leggings, like a big box of leggings. And so I feel like it's a mixture of like hunting for things that I know we sell. And then also like politely saying, no, thank you. To no, thank you to garbage. your garbage, ma'am. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can have that moldy shower curtain to yourself. <laughs> well, because yeah, I, there, oh, you go. Well, I make a bunch of my own <laughs> costumes and I do find that the craziest, like I'm looking at a pile of just like loose fabric that it's like weird shapes. It's weird scraps. And it's like, I wish I could keep this, but there's nothing I can do with it. And I feel awful throwing it away because I read somewhere that like to create one t-shirt, like one cotton t-shirt, it takes like 50 gallons of water. Yeah. I mean, there's, you can find different scary stats all over the place, but the reality is that whether it's synthetic chemicals or water or uh, fertilizer or any of the million different horrible things that are going on inside the industrial side of apparel production, whatever we produce, we should be using as much of it as we can. And being on the creative side of it, like you are, I'm sure you spend a lot of money on those fabrics, right? They're like, when you buy like beautiful sequins or really nice well, silk, uh, well I mean so now every yeah, once in a while every you'll once splurge. in a while I'll go fifty dollars a yard but for the right. most part I'm I go to the She's places a dollar the yard girl. in downtown that are like trying to get rid of large quantities of fabric so I'll dig around a little bit but yeah I, I, yes sometimes it's expensive because yes. also sorry continue no I I just started sewing all of that stuff together I actually I'm realizing in the last year, how influential this book that I had when I was a kid was. Um, but I had this like storybook that like, you, you know, your parents read to you or whatever um, about the Harlequin boy who basically like wanted to go to this town festival and didn't have the money for a costume and snipped a little piece off of everyone's outfit and made yeah, this like I remember outfit that book. Yes. Yeah. So realizing that, you know, I like, I have an amazing supportive family, but I certainly didn't have like parents working in the fashion industry or like a, some great like hookup that, you know, was unprecedented. I, I sort of felt like I was the kid who was like, I'm going to cut a piece off of everyone's stuff and turn yeah. it into something that could go all the way. And it, okay. So when I watch your TikToks, uh, all I imagine is, and if anyone knows what we're talking about, either on TikTok or on um, Instagram, you do these great sort of like roundup videos of like, this is how I make this fabric. This is how I do this. Oh, yeah. Um, and the thing for me is patience. Like to see that you take these 
scraps and these shapes and you basically go how am i going to put this puzzle together and then you spend all this time sewing those things together to then turn it into the garment yeah you like create a fabric and then you make the thing and i'm just like patience you must have so much patience dress when you made the vase out of like strips of cotton that you had like sewn and rolled up how long does it take you to create something is this like adding like five hours to it yeah, I mean, every piece is different and doing those show pieces sure takes a lot longer than like a regular pair of joggers or something. But in general, you know, a sweatshirt or a pair of joggers is anywhere from like two to four hours to create. And then to do something like Shay's dress took about three days. Oh my wow. goodness. Yeah. And do you like like I'm sure at this point because of your like ramping up production and more and more people know about you you have people who work with you or interns or whatever do do you find that most of those people are interested in what you're doing and so they seek you out or have you ever been in a position where you're like okay so to work here first you're going to take all of these tiny little pieces and sew it together and they look at you sideways like wait what do you mean can't I just grab the bolt of fabric um, yeah, it's been a mix, uh, for sure. I think that what's been fun for me going through this process and figuring out how to increase my production and how to turn this into something that feels reproducible at the same time that everything is one of a kind is that there are so many people who love fashion, love design, love that industry, but actually get really bored of what the real jobs are really like. And this is actually very creative. It's super hands-on. And even though it seems like, oh, I'm going to sit at this machine and just like stitch stuff together, like aimlessly for hours, it's actually sort of like doing a puzzle. And it's very engaging because it always is changing. And I find myself getting excited about like, oh, I think I have a piece that's going to fit here. Or I think this (laughs) color would look really beautiful (laughs) over there. And I, I, you know, I, I work with a couple of interns um, on like a rotating basis. And then I have a few contractors throughout the city who really help me like execute my production. And what I find is that everyone has their strength, right? So some people just cut, some people just sew, some people just do patchwork. It's very overwhelming, the idea of doing the whole job. Right. Just yeah. One thing is like, it's just one thing. Yeah. Huh. As yeah. A. Marie said, it's just one it's thing. It's just one thing that got me, Steven. You know that one? <laughs> yes. All right. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long when my fridge is stocked with factor meals i'm like oh baby i don't have to think about this Mm -hmm. like It is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool 
that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this is oh, yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Okay, we and are back. back with Zero Waste Daniel. Um, I this is something I always love to know how things work. So I'm fascinated to know what does the inside of like like you have these amazing jogger sets. Um that Oh, you just that, did a TikTok on this. Yeah. What did the insides look like? Um, so the insides look like if you take your t-shirt and you look at like what the shoulder seam looks like or the neck seam looks like or the side seam looks like, yes. it looks like that all over the place. It's like I finished use, with a serger. Yeah, finished <sighs> with a serger. I use a four thread overlock and it's just little overlock stitches everywhere. And Meeple, you have a serger, don't you? Yes, I do. And I love using it to finish the insides of stuff where before you used to have to do stupid stuff like a French seam or like all that stuff <laughs> so that you tape. wouldn't be like, oh, the bias tape. Who has the time? <laughs> It's so passe. I know. But <laughs> someone asked, like, what does the inside of your garment look like? And you showed the inside and it's all finished seams. So it's like that would be comfortable to wear because it's not going to be like scratchy or rolling on the inside. No, I mean, some people have really sensitive skin and they're like, I could never wear that. And I'm like, then wear a t-shirt the, under it. Yeah, Buy wear a t-shirt, wear underwear. <laughs> What's going on? You're like, baby, baby, this is the showpiece, honey. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> this is also just like so messed up because I feel like I'm one of those people who looks better in less clothing. So Work. I'm like, what do you like? I don't know. Take it off. I don't, you know, buy, buy nothing. Like, tip me. I don't know. Um, just enjoy it. Yeah, just enjoy it. It's just, a, you know, it's like I'm trying to do something that feels resourceful and that feels like it could ha have like a slightly positive effect on a lot of negative things that are going on. But like ultimately I want to look cute. 
I want my ass to look high and tight. Okay. I just, I, you know, like I don't, it's not that deep. It's just not that deep. Well, I think that, I think that point is like something that I think is really fascinating because, um, especially now when sort of everywhere you look, there's a documentary about one horrible thing after the other on mm-hmm. Netflix. You're like, well, I guess I can't eat fish. And, um, you know, I guess I can't, if I'm in a pinch and I need something, I shouldn't order it from daddy Bezos because what the fuck is that whole world about? You know, it's just like everywhere you look, anything that feels like readily and available, ultimately three steps away is evil. And we just sort of feel like we want to give up and be like, Oh, just fucking play into the, the whatever. And I think people get overwhelmed with the idea of like, I have to be, an activist and make the right choice at every single turn. And I love the idea that you're saying like, this is inspiring and creative to me. It is doing something very good. It is, uh, uh, um, bringing light to the idea that we are so wasteful, but ultimately it's about making cute shit. And you found a way to do that. I think that is like the accessible way for us to do things positive in the world. If that makes sense. I mean, that makes me so happy to hear coming from you. Um, I'm just like such a big fan of yours. So like the fact that this is like, (laughs) you know, clicking for people whose work I love is very exciting to me. Um, I think the thing about it is that, you know, the sustainability community is always trying to educate people, right? Here's how Mm -hmm. you recycle better. Here are all the horrible things that are going on in the world. Here's all this stuff. And I'm like, you know you're preaching to the choir. All the people inside the (laughs) sustainability community already know. So you have to make really cute shit that people who don't care about sustainability care about. (laughs) And and that's the goal is to make it ultimately so interesting and palatable that like, you know, Shea obviously is so aware of so many of these issues. That is a deep, beautiful human. But so many of the followers are just like sick work you know and so you have to have something gag worthy and like you have to be the one who cares about how it gets made they shouldn't have to care about how it gets made yeah because it's it becomes the showpiece like if you walk in the room and you're wearing this really unique garment and you say like um People are like, oh, wow, look at that. That's so interesting. And then the first thing out of their mouth is like, yeah, it's made from scraps. And then you can have that conversation. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on, I know we've kind of touched on it, but like fast fashion in general? Because your stuff, I think, would like hold up longer in, <laughs> in terms of like how Girl, long there's you plenty can of wear stitching. it. There's plenty there's of stitching. There's a lot of stitching and stuff, but it's like fast fashion, you get it. And I feel like a lot of queens fall victim to the idea of like, oh, well, I'll just get this outfit from Fashion Nova. I'll stone it. I'll wear it. And then I can toss it. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, I feel like, especially in the entertainment business, you know, I think we need to do a little bit of work to like normalize outfit repeating mm-hmm. because your look is your look. And the idea right. that you have to have another look every single day is unsustainable, which is ultimately what we're talking about. It's like yeah. sustainability and fashion. Who made so, that? Do you remember when Tiffany Haddish um, bought this white dress? Yeah. And she was like, "I this is the most expensive piece of dress that I've ever bought. I'm wearing it seven times. And I was just oh, yeah. like, I was so into that. I Jane think Fonda, great. she's been doing that. She's been going back to like the stuff. She's like, yeah, I spent $50,000 on this 10 years ago. Yeah, I'm going to wear it again. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who, I, and really, I mean, the question is, who cares? You right. Know? Mm. 
And I think what's been interesting as a designer in the last couple of years is that, you know, the women who walk these red carpets and get asked all of these questions and end up on shows like, you know, Fashion Police or E! News or whatever it is, um, they're, they're sort of campaigning to be asked more and they want mm-hmm. people to respect them for more than what they're wearing. Right. So as a designer, I'm sort of like, well, why should I go through the rigmarole of like making something amazing and then sending it to you and hoping that you're going to wear it and then making sure that y- you don't get asked about it. So where, <laughs> like, wow. where, where's the benefit for someone like me in that movement? And I think what it ultimately has to be is that people need clothes. Clothing is a basic need. So we have to make something and there's all this material out there that no one's using and it's never going to biodegrade. It's not good for the earth and we should just make cute stuff with it. Yeah, what happens to fabric? Does it just get like thrown into a dump? A lot of it, yeah. Um, So it's actually in the privatized sector of the waste industry. It's really hard to track what's happening to textile waste. In New York City, the city collects data on post-consumer waste. So like your old clothes, your linens, like anything that's going out through your residential building. But things that are going out through factories, that all gets paid to be carted away. And the city does have some like loose rules around if you're throwing away like more than X number of pounds per year, you're supposed to pay like a tax on it or something or a fee. But who's enforcing that? Who can follow around garbage? It's so confusing. So the city estimates that the textile waste in the private sector is more than 70 times what the post-consumer waste is. Whoa. There's so many like, I don't know, homeless people need stuff. Can't you just give them bolts of fabric? Everybody. And I mean, think about like little shreds of fabric like are we should we stuff pet beds with them should they be in car seats like what like all the different things with it did you see this oh my god this is such we say this all the time but it's like i saw a video on social media it's like no sourcing can't tell you where it's from it could be fake who cares yeah (laughs) but they were interviewing a woman in india who was repurposing um uh like like discarded PPE gowns and weaving them into mattresses. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking incredible because that plastic is never going to go anywhere at all. And I mean, there's so many different kinds of products like this. There's a company that's turning fabric into bricks right now. There are people who turn plastic bottles into insulation for buildings. You know, there's so many things we can be doing. It's sort of, our own failure to not be utilizing those materials. I remember when I was in high school, I grew up in Chicago and they had sort of like redone the, the, the park by the lake in downtown Chicago. It's called millennium park. And that's where the big bean is. And they had these big fountains and the Pritzker pavilion. And there was this big long picnic bench or picnic table that was like, you know, the length of 20 of them supposed to be this like huge outdoor. And the thing that I remember is that it was made out of milk cartons. And I was like, so ignorant to the idea that you could like melt it down and like repurpose it and turn it into a thing. I was like, when we went to go see it, I just expected to see like mashed milk cartons just sort of glued together, like in their original form with labels on them. And I was like, Oh, it's gray. Wait, I don't understand. I really didn't understand how to repurpose the material. Yeah, there's a lot that you can do. And there are companies right now that are working on like breaking textiles down to the molecular level and re-extruding them and turning them into new 
sort of like virgin natural resources again. So I think, oh, wow. you know, especially when we think about recycling, that intersection of like closed loop and and uh, technology is the future, right? Yes, a hundred percent. That's insane. So what do what you about, have coming? Oh, what were you? Gonna I was say? just gonna ask one final evil, like it feels like comic book evil, like uh, 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 in a courtroom uh, or in a boardroom, sort of. What is with these high end designers like burning shit to keep their oh, market yeah. value up? Like, can't they just rip the labels off and sell them at Marshalls or something? Like, what the fuck? It's so twisted, right? So I think ultimately what it speaks to is that like lack of understanding of sustainability because people overproduce hoping to not miss out on any sales. Right. And then the leftovers, I mean, what I was taught in school was that the companies incinerate them because they don't want their brand devalued by right. having it on, you know, like a lower end clientele. And, you know, I mean, it's going to end up on a which is just racism. Anyway. <laughs> it's basically racism. <laughs> and it's also a, a failure on their part, because the idea of exclusivity is not actually working for the fashion industry. It's obviously left and right, like major labels are closing and giant yeah. retailers are closing. And so if we want to combat that whole kind of like fashion Nova, uh, fast fashion thing then people who are doing things in a more considered way should be making it more readily available right so uh, you know it's like some of the very high-end brands are sort of inherently sustainable because of how limited their production is but then if you go and burn all of those things then then what are you doing wow i wonder if there could be is there a world in which I just know so little about it, but is there a world in which like someone could do, uh, we keep saying fashion Nova, but could do like a fashion Nova collection that was sustainable or just the idea of like internet and shipping carbon footprint, online sales, like mass production. It's just sort of impossible. Um, it is and it isn't. I think what I focus on a lot here is making people understand that shit is expensive and it right, takes yeah. a long time to get. And when you reapproach your customer experience and set people's expectations that way, they're fine with it. They're totally fine with it. And the people who aren't fine with it, I don't want them to have my stuff. I don't care. <laughs> so I think that if companies can say, you know, this is this is exclusive in the sense that you're going to order it and then we're going to make it for you and then it's going to come to you. That could be a way to do this more sustainably because it allows you to sort of test your product rather than having to invest up front in huge amounts of inventory and then hopefully sell it off or burn it later. Yeah. So I think there are ways for mass retailers to approach this. The other thing is up until like the 1800s everything we were wearing was completely sustainable like all of the textbooks in the world have all of the information on how to do all of this the right way so whenever we're ready we can just get back to it it's wow, not oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well okay I, so I what do you for have... me oh i was just <laughs> gonna say God, one more point okay and then we'll... wow go go for it i was it. just saying for me went for me 
for me. <laughs> when I do pay more for something that I feel is made with more specificity, consideration, sustainability, I treat it better versus when I buy something. Oh, I just bought this $5 t-shirt downtown real quick because I literally had sweat through my other one. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. it's like if I get a food stain on, I'm like, whatever. But if then I'll like, you know, for my expensive one, I'll like run, get the OxyClean and be like, I got to yeah, treat also, this well. Like, more expensive stuff. I've always found that the, well, more expensive, like simple items of clothing for me last longer just because they're Forever. more, they're better made. Like I yeah. have stuff that, uh, w- that I was wearing in like college that still fits me and is like grown with me and the stains come out, baby. It's high quality materials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a, a really big misnomer for people and especially like anyone listening to this who feels like they can't participate in that like sector of the market because it's price prohibitive shop secondhand. A oh, lot yeah. of, especially in small towns. Like if you go to your, whatever your hometown is, wh- wherever your grandma lives, like those people do not know what they are sitting on. There are, you know, whether it's housing works or Goodwill or whatever the local thrift store is, they can't guarantee that anyone's going to come in and fit like the one size that they have. So you can get really great deals on really great quality stuff. And, you know, if it has a little hole, put a patch on it. If it has like, it's if it's not the right color, dye it, like have fun with it because fashion is supposed to be about self-expression. It's not supposed to be about exclusion. And the industry has turned it into that, but really our access is, like only limited to our own like viewpoint of what it is. I feel like this whole idea that like if you're not wearing an off-white thing, you're like not cool enough. It's like who cares? Who cares? Because when the off-white thing looks like what Kid Cudi wore, ain't nobody. Oh my god, ain't nobody gonna buy that. Um. So what do you have coming up? I see you're sitting in front of just a rack of racks clothes. on racks, racks on racks. Yeah, um, you know, right now, so Earth Month is like our holiday season. Mm-hmm. So it's just been like a sprint to get through all of that. And it's been really, really fun. So the next thing for me is going to be more of like the boring business back end stuff we're working <laughs> on. <laughs> revamping our website and doing all of those kinds of things. Um, And I'm really excited about a couple of new products that are in development, that rope kind of material that I did with um, Shekule's gown. And then I also put a little tutorial on my IGTV of how you can make that at home and turn it into like a set of coasters. Um, I'm oh starting... yeah, and you people can order kits to do yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I feel like you know, getting more into that, like, how do I help you help me with the mission of turning all of this scrap into something, is very much what's on my horizon. Um, I'm trying to figure out, you know, I think for a lot of designers, the goal is like, you know, you've got to dress this person or work at this company or get your brand here and. For me, my goal is like, how do we make zero waste the dominant trend in the industry? Um, So I'm working on a couple of different projects that I think help other people have access to the kind of tools and information they need to start their own design processes. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, the uh, if so if if folks listening, if you go to zerowastedaniel.com, I'm scrolling through it right now. I mean, masks, joggers, tote bags, zip bags, every color palette. It's really inspiring to see all this stuff. You've done such like an amazing job showcasing the work that you do and we're just so happy to talk to you today thank you so much for coming by it's my pleasure anytime and if you're ever in brooklyn call me 
Looking I at will. this denim jacket, go the fuck off. Sorry. It's very pretty. <laughs> it's gorgeous stuff. I mean, I love all the, these flowers. How long does it take you to make one of those little flowers? Um, one flower takes about 15 minutes. Oh, there's so much detail. I would have expected it to take longer. They're so well, gorgeous. The first flower took like three days. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and, and now she's like, done. Amazing. Well, listen, thank you so much, everyone. Listen, go follow Zero Waste Daniel everywhere. And that's it. So we'll be right back after this. And Meepal and I are going to do a little catch up then. I love catch up and mustard. Okay, we are back, and I, I'm i feeling, to, let me be honest, I, I, I feel sharp in this moment, but I do feel a little loopy because I got my second vaccine yesterday. I feel a little loopy because I'm just tired today. Why don't you explain, because people... Okay. hi, hello. Um, I've had a lot of comments about maybe my behavior on this Monday, or last Monday, when I was invited to perform at a Gigi Good's birthday party. No, Gigi Gorgeous. Oh my God. A lot of people, we're going to have to add it all that out, we're going to have to add it all that out. No, we won't. We absolutely won't. I'm just so used to saying Gigi Good because she was on Drag Race and we talked about her. It's Gigi Gorgeous, uh, trans icon. Uh, I was invited to perform at her birthday party. The Living Doll. She is the Living Barbie Doll. It was Barbie themed. I was told, come dressed up as a Barbie. I did that. I, okay. So a lot of you may know that I have not done any drugs or been really drinking much except for some rosé every once in a while. Oh, you're um, Team Rosé. No. And I, that night, after I performed, I f- jumped in the pool and someone offered me tequila and I said, okay. And then someone said, here's this edible. And I was like, mm, okay. And then I ate an edible after not smoking weed for a month. And then someone was like, would you like to do this Molly? And I said, okay. And then someone was like, here is some cocaine. And I said, okay. So I truly, I went from zero to one million in no time flat. I lost my goddamn mind. I was running around her. I was soaking wet. And they were like, you have to change. And I was like, I didn't bring a change of clothes. And they were like, okay, well, we're going to get you some clothes. So they put me in some Getty Strike Oil. Strike Oil, Nats's uh brand line. which is extremely expensive and even mama getty walked up to me and was like where did you get that um i they <laughs> took me into she parts said, of that you're house. stealing you're stealing and i and listen i stole i stole a lot and i want to give some of it back i did um i annoyed the fuck out of everybody there i remember at one point i sat down and just like had a heart to heart with willem and told her how much i love her and she gave me that look like please go away and i'm <laughs> sure i was super annoying um i harassed todrick hall i oh, screamed hot hot todrick was there i scream i'm not sure if i should be saying any of this i like screamed at brooklyn's new face and i was just like touching her face and she was like please don't i mean i was just fully out of control what about silk with the good milk she was not she was not featuring me oh you um, didn't have a chit chat with her didn't, i did not what talk about to her our queen she raya latrey raya latrey was there and me and raya raya was Raya's the only one fun. who i think Raya's was on a my lot level. of fun raya was like ripping open barbie dolls because there was only one black barbie doll and i wanted it and guess what i stole it i stole two barbies and then oh my god the worst part of the whole thing was as we were leaving 
I was like outside and Gigi was like, showed us out. I think it was her nice way of being like, okay, time for you to go. And she took pictures of us. And I was like, oh, those are for security. Those are like, because there was security in the house. And I think that that was going to be like, and not, don't let these people ever come back. No, I I, think she loved you. And I think she wanted to take pictures because you were so fun. I was, ah, don't lie to me. I was a fucking mess and then the next day everyone was like that was funny and i went back and watched it back and i was like i don't remember any of this you don't remember falling in the pool i i jumped in the pool see that's see the thing is i got there because we had just done the um race the live stream so yeah. i had had a full bottle of wine by the time i got there <laughs> and so i got there and they gave me tequila shots and then nicole was like i'm gonna go watch the show so she went out and so then the show happened. I fell in the pool. The next thing I know, they're like, you can't go inside. So I was like, well, okay. And then I just start taking tequila shots. Oh, my God. So May and I, that was 9 o'clock. So by 11 o'clock, I was fucking wasted. And I stayed there <laughs> until 2 a.m. Ooh, come on, two. So if anyone. Um, but I, you I, must have felt because I asked you a question and you did give me the answer. Uh, you know, when you go to a rich person's party, everyone is tested at the door. Mm. How incredible. What a lovely just w- time. Walk around knowing that you're in a COVID free environment. But even like, and then Bob showed up and Bob was wearing a mask. Like, people, some people were fully masked and only there for like 30 to 40 minutes. Sure. I was not. I you saw, stayed there for five hours. I stayed there for two long. <laughs> well, but I'm, I'm glad gonna see, you're out in the I'm world. I'm going to see if we can have um, Gigi come on the pod and maybe I could apologize and give her back some stuff that I took. I would love that. We should definitely have Gigi Gorgeous on the show. And, yeah, that would um, be really fun. Let's talk about the um, live stream. Race Chaser live stream. We raised okay, $23,000. Bob fucked me up twice. Bob fucked my answers up twice with the raccoon thing. Where she I don't was like, care about the gonna... game. Oh. I just mean we raised $23,000. That's insane. Congrats, Precinct. That's $23,000 going right into your bank account. And hopefully y'all stay open because I need a job when this COVID thing is over, mama. And I need some chicken tenders. And you know, I, I, the... loved the... I loved when Pinche would I make love... me the food. There. Ooh, Pinche was probably one of the better cooks. And then... Yeah. So the uh, but she won't admit it. She hated so, it. So, so. <laughs> the mozzarella sticks. Remember yes. my first couple gigs at Precinct? I was like, I'll do it for twenty dollars and endless mozzarella sticks. And they were like, That's fine. Whatever you want. And then you're like, I want cheese sauce. Like, give me the cheese sauce. <laughs> um. Well, I hope you know you're feeling good now. I'm feeling I'm I'm feeling like I'm riding. I feel like I'm on the edge of glory, and it's possible that today, when we get off here, I will sleep, or it's possible that I'll just like have a little bit of caffeine and then not feel the effects of the second dose. Um, I feel I, right on the edge. Like I e- could I could f- take a sick day or just push through. Why don't you take a little sick day? You need a day to sleep. I know, but I got work to do. My accountant I'll tell just texted, you de- my accountant texted me this morning. It was like, "You haven't done your taxes yet." Well, the deadline's May fifteenth, and and you're very busy. But but I he was like, uh, de- "It's going to need to happen asap, or I won't be able to help you this year." That's what he said. wait, what? You're paying him? <laughs> I know, but well, he would have to file an extension, and then it wouldn't happen until later because he's very busy. Filing- extension is fun because then it gives you what six months seven months to do it way to procrastinate later. again yeah 
I've done many times an extension. I My have taxes too. are complicated. Look at all these papers. You ever take notes like this? <laughs> Is that your tax notes? No, but let me show you what I did. <laughs> Do you see year. this? Do you see this? No, but one year, um, it was like maybe my first year doing my taxes on my own. I did that thing where I saved every single receipt that I had spent, but yeah. I st- stapled it to a piece of each one to a piece of paper. Well, now you don't really have to do that because you have online billing. So yeah. you can just like do that. But I didn't do that. I saved every receipt, stapled it to a piece of paper. But each month. I stapled each month of receipts to a piece of paper with the name of the month on it, and I brought it in, and the guy looked at me, and he goes, well, what am I supposed to do with that? And I was like, I don't know. What are you supposed to do? Yeah, you were like, <laughs> I've like, never done my I've taxes. never done this. I just know that people save uh, save their receipts, and it was like receipts for like $2 at CVS. And he's like, well, that's we don't need that. And I was like, uh, okay. No, I don't know. I save all my receipts. I have a whole spreadsheet that's like parking 75 cents parking dollar 25 you could make a spreadsheet that's what he basically <coughs> said he was like we could just well, that's use what your I do. I make bill a statement i went in there with like 500 receipts okay let's listen to um we have uh two very good calls and one maybe okay call start with the the one in the middle oh i sent them to bitch pudding oh my god <laughs> She must be like, okay. I want all my clothes designer. So speaking of designer fashions, will you describe the two photos that are the first thing in our text chain that I sent you? I can't even find where we were texting. What is going on? Custom fa Oh, why? <laughs> it's a picture describe. of a man. Uh-huh. And he is wearing Would you consider him my type? Yes, he's an older gentleman, and he's wearing what looks like um, a pair of denim jeans, but the crotch in them, like a tube, like a sock coming from where the zipper would be made out of denim, is just like a, it's like a, a long sock hanging down. And then the second one is like he's in, um, what do you call those? Like uh, football players wear those tights. It's right. like that, but in a shorts and it looks like it has places to insert pads but again another long sock like tube made out of the it's a pouch but it's more of a sock it's like a long sock so what is is his dick in there is his dick that long i'm talking this is like maybe nine inches of fabric his dick and balls is in there i received a photo of what's behind the dick and balls and this man is into like scrotal sack stretching uh, in which, uh, you know, the like cultural look of like rings around a neck to elongate mm-hmm, a neck. Mm-hmm. So he does that with his balls. And so he will put like what looks like, you know, like a leather cuff that people wear on their yes. wrists. He'll put that around his balls or a her ball stretcher metal ring. And so he stretches the balls. And I believe, have you ever seen the cock rings that are just on the head of the dick? They yes. just clamp around like just under the mushroom head. Mm-hmm. He wears one of those and a weighted one. So he likes to stretch his genitals Would out. You, do you have a picture of his genitals? I don't because I think he sent them to me on the app in like disappearing picture, like a disappearing photo. So is and his I'm, dick like super long? Everything in that pouch is super long. And so that's him at the gym. 
and he wears customized things because he needs Here, to make custom pants. Yeah, I have a question for people that have insane, uh, have <sighs> big old junks. When big you old go junks. to this gym and you're in your little tights or you're you're in your you're showing it off. What do you do? Like people are definitely staring. That's why they do it. Okay. You could hide and it then, if you wanted to. And then I love the new concept of um, the gays at the beach this summer. It's truly going to be like, who has the smallest Speedo? I was just looking at people at the beach and I was like, there's nothing there. Now now it's like, why not just be naked? Yeah, it's legal. Just of, no, it's, well, it's only legal at a nude beach. Oh, I thought it was all of LA was legal to be nude at the Mm-mm. beach. Mm-mm. Oh. Never mind then. Continue on covering. I think different meatball. This is Rob from LA. I was hooking up with this guy a few years back when I was like 21, and uh, when I got to his place, we were hooking up, you know, just hanging out. Um, and after we hooked up, uh-huh. we I noticed like these posters on the wall. At the time, I didn't really know about drag race or like drag queens or whatever, so I kind of. Did, recognize some of the girls but i noticed a lot of like photos of of this person and other drag queens like latrice and um so did you know and as i'm like looking around the room i start to like recognize a lot of the other stuff like the walls like the colors of the walls and different things i thought so then i kind of put two and two together and i realized that it was willem's production studio uh, and that i was having sex with dj pasta body and uh, this was like years before like oh wait what oh you're driving or he's driving yeah so you just stopped talking for a little bit or? well he did but then he talks again but he sent two of these and this one was really concise the other one was like long and rambly so i chose this one how do I delete this? He just yeah, said because he's he's like, oh man, I left a lot of I don't know what to do. Hold so, on, does he start talking Wait. again? Well, he says one more thing. I think no, I'm just stuck there forever, and then no. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that story was that he hooked I mean, up with there's, DJ. There's 30 more seconds. I'm yeah, but I, I don't think there's anything left. Oh, I don't he think just, he says anything. I love like, I love muttering under your breath. How do I, I delete just, this? How do I delete this? Oh, it's just going to be there forever. Um, okay, DJ Possibody, you better fuck. You better fuck. But in his other one, he did specify that this was not the current studio. This is the old studio the one in, Inglewood. in Inglewood. Yes, where the wall for the beatdown was actually painted on the wall. Like the gray was on the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was there. I've been there. I, I was at that one like of two Because or I was times. like, if you were at Willem's new one, you would know it was Willem's new one. Well, also, Willem's new one is very much like a storefront. And the other one was a storefront, but it didn't look like a business. It was like a storefront, but then there was like a loft and a bedroom. And it was sort of like more homey. So it would make sense to have sex there. Okay, DJ Possibility, you better fuck. You better fuck. Okay, here we go. Hi, Flop. Um, okay, I am a guy with a vagina, and that is relevant in this scenario, but I used to cam, and I was webcamming, and I was trying to make myself squirt, because I've done it, like, a couple times, but I can't control it, I don't know how to make it happen, 
And basically, I, like, tried, like, I was, like, pushing, like, too hard, and I shit on my laptop. <gasps> and there were, like, a couple hundred people watching, so that's really cool. Yeah, that's it. It's disgusting. Shh. He shit on his laptop. Because he was pushing. Shh. Now, this brings... Wait, I want to know, was his face in the image, or did he, like, get a close-up on the vagina for the squirt? It must have been, I mean, it must have been just the close-up on the vagina, because it was close enough to shit on his laptop. Oh, my God. That like is it, he so He must have been, like, right there. But I have a question about squirt, because everyone says it's something different or whatever, and I'm not convinced that Trisha Paytas isn't just, like, peeing and, like... Well, sometimes people pee. Sometimes people hide like a water bottle underneath them and they like sit on it or they get like a machine to squirt. But I have heard um, because squirting is I've talked about this on the podcast. If I want to if I end up looking at porno and then I go down the route of looking at vaginal pornos. Mm I will actively seek out squirting videos because it kind of boggles the mind how much liquid comes out and with what force. And it's interesting that he said like he doesn't know how to trigger it. It just happens because I have heard... That's why I think Trish is just peeing and like fucking (laughs) smacking it with her fingies. Well, I have heard that if you are very well hydrated, it is more apt to happen as well as like really hitting the spot. Oh, well, there you have it. Listen, Dipper. call the Nobel, call the Pulitzer. We've done another great We've episode. Solved it. We've solved it. Well, yeah, that was a fun episode. It and was you lovely. know what's happening on Friday? What? We've got the uh, the cast, the whole cast of IMHO. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to have Alexis P. Bevels. The P stands for squirt. We're going to have Auntie Ch- Auntie Chan and Darby Lynn Cartwheel. And the Chan stands for come and <laughs> Darby Lynn Cartwheel, yeah. Um, Darby Lynn, round off. Wait, uh, also, I'm going on my Zoom date tomorrow with, with, Martin. with Martin, the winner of our dating game. So Martin. I will give everyone an update on Friday's episode uh, of the show. How exciting. So we, did. we did a full episode. Okay, to be completely honest, I am very tired today. I know. We already talked about it. Oh, okay. See? That's how tired I am. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Big Dipper Jelly at, or at Spiciest Meatball or me on Twitter at Fat Drag Meatball. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode every Tuesday and Friday. Do you remember Dubstep? Were you ever into that? You know, music that sound like a spaceship? Yeah, I was not into that. But then, no, I wasn't into that. Was Sophie Dubstep? No, or was PC. That- she did PC music. Which, you oh know. Oh my god. Okay, what? so I accidentally sent all those voicemails to Bitch Pudding, and she just listened to all of them, and she was like, that last one's iconic. So- oh, we'll do that one next time, then. <laughs> okay, bye, right, everyone. Bye! Doodle-a-doot-doot forever, dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. 
Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Will and Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 